Welcome to the Luke Branquino Show. Today's guest is a young, and when I mean young, I mean young, superstar in the bareback riding. Rocker Steiner, thanks for joining me, bud. Thanks for having me, Luke. How are you doing? Man, doing good. Um, I'm truly excited about talking to you about this because I've got to watch a lot of your life through social media on your folks' uh, Instagram, you know, and, and started off wakeboarding, right? Yes, sir. Yep. The, the, some of the stuff you did on the wakeboard at, at such a young age was damn impressive. And, you know, when you're riding wakeboards, when did you think, okay, I want to be a bareback rider? Um, I was like, uh, so I was a wakeboarder from the time I was seven or eight to 15. It was, I, I honestly didn't even really uh, know what bareback riding was or really follow rodeo. Um, I always obviously knew that my granddad and uh, dad were world champions, but I never followed rodeo. Or I was about 13 whenever I whenever I found out about it and uh, kind of figured that that's what I wanted to do. So, well, you had some uh, obviously you're come from a long line of rodeo family. Uh, your dad, world champion steer wrestler. Your granddad, Bobby, a world champion bull rider. Your great granddad, uh, Tommy, contractor, and great great granddad, Buck, was a, also a rodeo contractor. Uh, so, I mean, it was in your blood to be in the arena. Yeah, for sure. You know, I didn't, at a young age, I didn't know that it was, but it caught up with me and I'm glad, uh, I'm glad it did. Well, it's, you've taken the, the bareback riding world by storm. And I know you've had some good guys helping you along the way, which, you know, your dad and, and grandpa, but some of your mentors, some guys that came out and helped you out. Casey Field, uh, I mean, Tilden Hooper, there, how many of them guys came out there and helped you along? Yeah, I mean, honestly, about every single one of them. I told the guys at the finals this year uh, at the bareback riding dinner that, you know, they were uh, every single one that I was up at the finals with had an impact on my career and helped me when I was little. And uh, it, it was cool to be there with them. And, you know, I mean, from Clayton Biglow to Tilden Hooper, Mason Clements, Casey Field, uh, Wes Stevenson, he's an old bareback rider. I say oh, he's yeah. going to be pissed off at me for that one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's been so many people. Like, I mean, even like Ty Murray, he's he's really been the one that uh, helped me get started from the day one. And Larry Mahan, and uh, he's been talking to Baba every day since I pretty much started. So, you know, from the guys that are going now to a generation behind me and, you know, 15 generations mm -hmm. behind me has helped me. Well, and again, that helped, but you had the want the drive the determination and we've seen that all year long i mean championships at calgary uh you know i'm just looking at the, the sheet here there's so many ellensburg washington uh helena springdale pleasant grove fallon nevada odessa these are rodeos that you don't really see a rookie's name by because of the top talent that is there and you dominated at these rodeos you set the world record at the Riggin rally up there you know in montana and, and that horse, Virgil, is not just a day off for anybody. I mean, 90-point rides, but you set the uh, world record on him. So congratulations on that. But it just goes to show that what you put into it and what you get out of it is, is to be true. You know, you put so much effort, so much time, uh, energy into it. And we've seen it, you know, went going into the NFR and to your first national finals in rookie year, it's pretty incredible. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you know, I had a lot of luck at the at the big rodeos, and thankfully, I I I won a a handful of, of big rodeos. I always I always try to make uh, the big ones count when there's a lot of money. I try not to screw up. So, yeah, I always try to I always try to uh, ride my best at the big ones and make sure it counted because I I was hurt for a lot of uh, a lot of the season. So I, I had to if I wanted to make the finals, I kind of had to show up and show out at the big ones, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, you came back in towards the fall, right? Yeah. So I. Uh, 
I got hurt at Houston, so I, you know, I missed out on like the short round of Austin, uh, San Angelo, uh, Red Bluff. I went to Clovis, and it was like I, I guess I cracked back out at Clovis, but it was it was terrible. My my knee was not ready, and um, I went to Guyman and uh, something else, and it, it really I really didn't. My knee really wasn't ready until uh, about a week before I set the record on Virgil. So that. That was about the on Virgil was about my first ride that I ever made good again. Well, that's a good horse to pick to pick to feel good on and and get that score on. I mean, your injury with your knee did it give you time to say, okay, the winner was good. I had success. I have a chance to make the finals. Now I'm hurt, but just sit back and kind of, I guess, look at see how the winner treated you and carry that on. You got to think about that, carry that on when you went back to ride again. I really didn't get to have. I didn't get to go to as many big winter rodeos. I didn't. I didn't go to Fort Worth or San Antonio. Luckily, I I did good at Houston, or at uh, uh, Odessa, so I could get into Houston. And so Houston really gave me a lot of confidence. And you know, uh, I had really good. I got second at, at Houston. And whenever I was hurt, I was just kind of. Uh, at least my mind was at ease that I knew that I could compete with those guys. So I I knew that as long as I could get my knee healthy, that I could uh, I could make it to the finals. But um, I think I had like like 30 grand right after Houston so um it, I, had a, I had a good first winter it was I want to have a better one this year obviously but um it was good enough I knew that if I had a good summer I could make it pretty easily well I mean I don't think anybody's gonna doubt your ability to do that um I mean have you been have you had any luck so far this winter have you been anywhere yeah I went to uh I went to Denver Denver was my first one back since after the finals I uh won one round won my semi round and then uh my, uh, this is the first time this has ever happened, but in the short round, I drew a horse called Dream Machine, and I've been 88, 91, and 84 at the finals on it, and I drew it in the short round, and I, like, I, like, there was, like, an, like, an 88, 89 and a half, so I was, like, I'm gonna send it, like, we're going for the win, so I ran my super, my, I ran my rig and, like, super high up on its withers, so that I could, like, open up more, I guess, I don't know, but I pulled it, and, like, there, like, I was, like, there's, like, one guy ahead of me, and I, like, pushed my rigging forward and it kind of like moved forward and I was like Ew. well the first jump it slipped up on its neck and my my rigging slipped and uh I uh I thought I'd give it a go for like two more jumps and then it started to slip even more and was going over its head so I got off and almost <laughs> got kicked in the head so no luck in the short round but I uh I think I won like $6,500 out of there or something like that so yeah good first rodeo and then Fort Worth coming up and you know a lot of these big Texas winter rodeos and there's no uh, again everybody has you uh, picked to to be one of their favorites for this year and rightfully so but i want to talk about your emotion because i rodeoed with your dad and he was full of emotion and you know people talked about it at the national finals and talked about it all year long and talk to us tell the fans about that emotion and where it comes from and how it keeps you going forward obviously we, we know what you mean by the emotion of the finals <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and say, you know, like I I, uh, I did something stupid in Pendleton and got myself in a wheelchair for a month and uh, was on crutches for three weeks. Uh, this And this was two months before the finals. So I had uh, I had a lot of healing to do and a lot of work to do to, if I wanted to compete at the finals. So I, uh, I pushed myself pretty much as hard as my body would let me. And I probably pushed myself a little bit farther than my body would let me. But uh, a lot of blood, sweat and tears went into just getting myself ready to even put my back number on at the finals and 
whenever you do that, I mean, you, I mean, you're just pushing yourself. So whenever, uh, whenever I showed up, you know, I was, I was looking for a win and I was looking for a, a world buckle and I was making really good rides. And I, I saw people not saying any names, but I saw people getting scored better than I was. And I felt like I rode better and had a better horses, had better horses. And I just really wasn't, I mean, the first five or four, first four nights, I never want to check. And, you know, I mean, I like that horse dream machine that I had at Denver. I was 88, 91, and then I stepped off and was 84. And I was obviously like, I made the same ride. And I, you know, like there's so much, so much built up anger of me hurting myself, being in a wheelchair. I'm ready to win money. I'm ready to win a gold buckle. And then that happens. And you know, as a young kid, it's hard not to lose your temper whenever you work that hard. And I, I mean, I wouldn't take it back. It's it happened, but. Um, I definitely lost my, I lost my cool and, oh well, I guess that comes with the territory. Shoes are ordinary. Cowboy boots are an American icon. As the largest Western and workwear retailer in the nation, Boot Barn proudly supports those who feed America, build America, and protect America. They celebrate American values of honesty, hard work, ingenuity, and perseverance above all else. Boot Barn has an uncompromising desire to empower and support the communities they serve. Their vision is simple, to offer everyone a piece of the American spirit, one handshake at a time. Boot Barn, keep West. Well, you're exactly right. I mean, I've, I've felt those emotions myself in 2014, had surgery in September, was winning the world, you know, up to that point, and then get hurt at Salinas and have to bust my ass to try to be ready for the national finals. And every doctor except the one that operated on me said, hey, six to eight months. I said, I had four. I have four months to get this done. So you do put the blood, sweat and tears. You do put the work. I mean, you put everything you can to get to step foot in that arena and be successful. So I understand where you're coming from, especially if you feel like you're riding, making great rides on good horses and you don't see the scores that you think you should have. Um, so, I mean, I get it, but there's so many people out there and maybe old school, uh, old traditions that don't understand that emotion. They just want you to get off your horse and walk out the side gate and get on your next one. Well, that's not how we're wired. And I know that's not how you're wired. I know that's not how your dad was wired. We want to win every time we step foot in that arena. Yeah. You know, a lot of, like I've seen a lot of comments on Facebook and a lot of people have told me that I'm not, I'm not a cowboy. I don't, cowboys don't act like that and stuff. Well, all I can say is if, if you, I mean, like, like Joe Beaver says, I mean, if you show me a good loser, I'll show you a loser. And I was the first guy out that day. So it wasn't like somebody was 88 points and I was 84 and I was pissed off that I wasn't winning. No, I was the first guy out that day. And whenever you have 14 other of the best guys in the world, you know whenever you hear 84 points at the national finals, <laughs> you're not going to win anything. Like, I got off, felt I made a really good ride. That horse took a little bit of run. I knew I wasn't going to be like 90 points or anything, but I was a expecting a better score than 84 but I stepped off and was or celebrating and then you could see in my my face I wasn't too happy whenever they called on the score <laughs> but you know that just comes with wanting to win I'm super competitive and yeah. I worked my ass off to, to win and whenever you hear a score that you know you're not going to even win a check it, it's frustrating especially as a as an 18 year old kid it's not and I know this was a question that I think everybody knows I don't know the answer to it but how much did you get fined at the national finals early and the reason I asked because I feel like some of those fines that the Nash, that they do at the finals are a bunch of bullshit. So, I mean, how much did they tack you for? So that night I got, so the first night I got, 
uh, fined for not getting out of the arena fast enough. And then the next night I got fined for like not being ready. I don't know, but they fine you for literally anything. That night really wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be because I walked in the locker room and I was like, guys, I'm about to have to have to stroke a check to pay this fine. And but I got fined like uh, two thousand dollars for harassment and a thousand dollars for intimidation. So that was three grand you, you that night. I, I guess so. They're intimidated by a five six guy. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. But and then so I I got fined two grand for harassment and a thousand dollars for intimidation. And I looked on the judge or on the uh, fine sheet the next day. And like uh, Clay Smith got like fined like three grand for harassment, and I was like, "Damn, they think he's better than me. <laughs> he harasses better than I do." Apparently, I was like, "I want to know what the hell he did." Yeah, no, they can get pretty rank on those fines, man. Uh, so, what was the total? It was like nine grand at the end of it. Holy cow! Yeah, ninety-five. I think it was ninety-five hundred. And I I texted Cody Ole the other day because everybody's like, "You didn't beat Cody Ole in the fine record." And I texted him. I was like, "How much did you ever get fined at the finals?" He said, 10 grand." I was like. Damn, you got me by 500. <laughs> Out of my 15 or 14 years, I have got zero fines there. Really? So, yeah, I was, I was, I was a choir boy, man. I just, I, <laughs> they actually, I take that back. They tried to find me, but I got it, uh, I got it taken away, and I don't even remember what it was for. Maybe taking too long in the box, or, or you know, like I said, they, it's, it's a, it's an event that they try to rush the cowboys through, which I absolutely hate because we're the ones there trying to make a living. Everybody asked me uh, if I was nervous to ride. No, I was not nervous to ride one bit. Pulling your rigging in those back pins is literally the most impossible thing in the world. <laughs> I mean, and they, they run so fast that you're back there and like there's like the wall and then there's the like the, the panels to where your horse is. So you can pull on the right side of your rigging, but you can't pull on the left side of the rigging because there's a wall. So you really can't pull your rig, and so you have to wait till you're in the chute to pull. Well, whenever your horse runs in the chute, they're like three guys to you. You're like, and they want you to have your glove on, like three guys ahead. So they run your horse in, your rigging's not pulled, and they're like, put your glove on. You're like, and meanwhile, you have you have everybody. You like you every rodeo, like a bronc rider helps you, or a bull rider, or whatever. But no, they're all in the grand entry, so you have nobody to help you. Right. And it and then they find you for not being ready, like two fifty. And then the next day, it's 500. Yeah, oh, doubles. Man. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they rush you so hard, and then they find you. They're like, gotcha. <laughs> so, after, you know, your, your round incidents and all that, the emotion, was there anybody in the bareback riding locker room that came to you and said, hey, let's let's go down this path so you're not labeled going this way? Or was everybody just, they were all good with it? Nobody ever really said anything to me. I mean, I'm sure guys said things, but I, I don't know if they're bad. I don't know what anybody thought. Uh, I showed up the next day and had cornrows. and I remember seeing that. Yeah, I, that happened, and then I was like, seriously, how can I piss some people off? And I was like, cornrows. I remember uh, your dad, the year he won the world, cornrows in his hair, and the people were just freaking out on TV. Oh, look at this guy. you know. And I was like, whatever you want to say about him, Sid Steiner is a badass, and uh, he can get it on with cornrows, with a shaved head, with baggy pants, with bell-bottom pants, but I don't care. I This is badass. And you come and show that the next night with your cornrows. Yeah, the cor actually the fifth round with cornrows is actually the first night that I won a check. I won fifth. I was like, well, we did a little <laughs> bit better. And then the sixth round, I took like, uh, I took just like, took, uh, seriously, because I looked at pictures and I was like, I looked bald. I looked like a midget. 
with the cornrows and I was like we can't do this so like I took like the top out and like had somewhat of a mohawk so uh, then I won that round the next round so did you get a headache from them oh man I couldn't sleep <laughs> it hurts doesn't it oh my eyebrows were pulled up oh man it hurts so bad like back to your question nobody nobody said anything nobody tried to correct me they never said not to do that uh, I'm sure some of them were thinking it but nobody they just kind of let me do my deal and the next couple of rounds, I was pretty quiet. So, well, you stuck to yourself and started getting some cash and, and winning some money. And man, that's good. What about you guys were uh, down in Bass Drop, though? When I was rodeoing, went down there with your dad, you guys were down there. You're in Weatherford now, and Taylor Sheridan's a neighbor of yours. You guys are close with him. You were on the show. How cool was it to be on that on Yellowstone? Man, honestly, like filming it was. Uh... It was really different, you know. If you say like even as a joke that you needed something, like somebody shows up with it and it's like, Hey, I could have got it myself but you know, that world is just so different. You have to you know, you watch a you watch a two hour long movie and you have no idea how long that because you seriously each take I sat in that shoot for like seriously like thirty minutes. Because we had to do it. And like whenever I walk up to the shoots I look pissed off. And I honestly was because that was about the hundredth time I walked up to that horse. And it, it was crazy. Seriously, we did it so many times, and a lot of work goes into that. And uh, the Yellowstone crew was actually, everybody is super cool. Uh, the cast was awesome. The crew was badass. Everybody's super nice, and um, they really, they really do respect our way of life and what we do. And uh, some of them may not understand it very good, but they under, they uh, they appreciate it and they know what goes into it. And uh, uh, Taylor Sheridan, you know, he he loves the cowboy way of life. He he, I mean, he he lives it. And uh, some everybody says, you know, like um, Yellowstone. I mean, they're not real cowboys. They don't. They show a, a, a calf hitting the ground at eight weeks or whatever and runs off. I'm like, well, they're not showing. They're they're not making the show for cowboys. They're making it for the world to see, and that's what they understand. So they might get some bad things said about them, but uh, I I love everything they're doing. And I I mean, cowboy hat sales are through the damn oh yeah i mean resist all can't even keep hats on the shelves because of it and um everybody like whenever you walk through the airport if you have a cowboy hat on everybody's like do you you watch yellowstone everybody knows what yellowstone is so i think it's really helping the rodeo world and um but i mean it was awesome to be a part of it i had no idea that it was going to be that big whenever i was on it seriously i had to turn my phone off for like a month (laughs) well since you were on it and i get asked this a lot i mean could i be a rip stunt double you kind of look. If you had a little bit bigger beard, yeah, you could for sure. I might. That might be. I'm unemployed really right now since I don't rodeo anymore. So, didn't you go as Rip for Halloween? I did. No, uh, did I? Yeah, I did one year. Yeah, I think I, I saw a picture yeah, that. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes, I did. That. Um, I don't remember. My wife. It was my wife's idea. She always has the great ideas. I never thought about that. You kind of do look like Rip. Yeah. Well, thank you. But yeah, you're right about the cowboy hats. We went to London uh, before the finals and. Uh, Lindsay and I, and I wore my cowboy hat everywhere, and I got that asked I asked several times, you know, about Yellowstone, about the cowboy way of life. Just anywhere I go, I try to, to wear it and represent the cowboy way of life like you guys do. Uh, but speaking of family, again, I'm going to go back to that. Your sister Steely, barrel racer, has she been having any luck? I know uh, your folks support her just as much as they support you. She's been running really good. She still uh, she still uh, has a little has some problems every once in a while, but she did good at... Uh, she ran, made a good run at Denver, in the second run she hit a barrel. But uh, heck, last year she forty, she won as much money as you can win at Tucson. Uh, yeah, she. I mean, she's had she's had good luck this year. You know, she's gonna have better luck this year. And I'm thinking she's gonna make the finals, and I think she does too. So, uh, 
you know, she has to kind of catch fire and just like anybody else. That event is seriously the hardest event <laughs> out of everything. I mean, it's crazy how many good horses there are and how many uh, good girls there are running. And I mean, it's, it's way harder than bareback riding. And if I had to do that, there's no way I'd make it. Uh, but she works with her horses every day. I, I think she's going to do good this year. And uh, well, I know she is. And she, she didn't have the year that she wanted this year. But like I said, it's going to be better this year. Yeah, and, and I think everybody's looking forward to that. I remember seeing I've seen your dad forever, and then we were at the American, I think, last year, two years ago, and she qualified into AT&T, and, you know, that had to have been a cool feeling for her. And know that she belongs there um, with the top girls, and, you know, looking forward to seeing, obviously, her career take off, and yours has already skyrocketed to the, to the moon. And you're going to be as successful as you want to be, and a gold buckle is, you know, in your future, and I think it's it's coming before a lot of people will know it so uh congratulations on a great year last year good luck this year man looking forward to seeing you dominate again thank you appreciate it you bet thanks for coming on the show i'm gonna get you on again later this year and have us tell us how the summer's going awesome looking forward to it all right man take care tell everybody hello all right you too see ya thanks bro. hi leroy please don't fart <laughs> i think he actually rolled in cow shit I'd let him lick my face even if he ate it.